Drop in the untold stories of industry leaders, influencers, and insights on future innovation. I'm John Davidson, and this is the DLC Drop Podcast. excited for this episode of the DLC Drop Podcast with CEO of XP League, Jay Melamed. Thank you for joining us today. Hey, man. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to uh, to be on the DLC Drop. Yeah, man. This is uh, the first uh, officially recorded conversation that I know about. I don't know if you record our conversations, but we have had many private conversations, uh, and this is our first officially public one. So I'm excited you're here. I'm excited to be here. Cool. So to give the the audience a little bit of background, uh, I think we connected one after one of the very first podcast episodes, and ended up working together in a capacity. Got to be part of the very first North American Finals of XP League in Raleigh, North Carolina. Since then, that's right. A lot has happened. You guys have done great stuff, and you have incredible momentum. So why don't we start off first? Why don't you tell us what is XP League? Uh, XP League is a youth esports organization. Um, we're a franchise, so each one of our locations is independently owned and operated. XP League is the franchisor, and we manage and run the programming for kids aged 7 to 17. Our focus is on building uh, positive, healthy, um, life skill based learning and social emotional learning around esports and really ingraining that coach-led mentorship for these kids. I think that's really cool. You know, when we think about gaming, we think about esports, a lot of people, you know, I think I think it's more common now nowadays or maybe it's just the circles that I run in that kind of everybody kind of <laughs> gets it a bit more, but essentially you are providing the little league of esports, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's absolutely one thing that we've called before. And, you know, when we have our event, it's usually we've heard it called the Little League uh, World Series of Esports and things like that. I like to think of it as sort of that combination between Little League and travel soccer. So we have Mm -hmm. kids who are recreational and just in there trying to, you know, figure out the T-ball side of it. And then we've got kids who are leveling up and are looking at pathways to collegiate or professional play. And so, you know, we want to be that AU or, or travel soccer. And how are you positioning at the levels of competition? The reason I ask is obviously traditional sports, you have the physical, you're physically bigger, you're stronger, etc. Are you following by age or is there a different measurement of skill set there? Yeah, we, we do it by height. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so we, I would uh, be in the, the entry level. Yeah, exactly, you're exactly, <laughs> exactly. You're, you're at the entry level. I'm just a little bit above you and then everyone else. Jay, um, Jay Hairston is expert. Yeah, exactly. He's, yeah. he's at the expert level. He, he runs a different <laughs> league. So, yeah, no, we, we actually we break it up based on skill set. So we have uh, four different tiers and we break them out by, you know, like everything else in gaming. We use um, we, we use bronze, silver, gold, and plat. Um, Our bronze kids, I like to think of them as the absolute non-competitive. It is just learning the basics of being on a team, how to like show up, how to play together, you know, be coached. They don't even, you know, in a lot of ways, they're not even competing in anything. They're just playing together in a structured environment. Cool. Uh, We go up to silver and that's our 
recreational level. Those are the kids who are learning how to compete. You know, they're not going to be the you know they're not they're not sweats <laughs> but they're uh but they're they're learning and they're they're getting better our gold kids i think of as aspirational these are the kids who are getting good and they're starting to build their skill sets and they're starting to compete and really take it seriously and now we've actually added a, a new tier which is our platinum division which is you know our top 10 to 15 percent of kids in our program who are elite i mean these are kids who will either play collegiate and you know some of them will play pro at at some level i mean we we actually had a group of uh kids an entire team of kids three kids from a rocket league team who signed with a a pro org wow. and you know they're on their like academy roster and you know, competing, they, they actually came in second place at DreamHack Atlanta in the Rocket League tournament. So, I mean, Incredible. these kids are pretty strong. Yeah. And so, yeah, you know, I even took a group of kids last week. Um, there was the Valorant freeze out that was put on by uh, Knights Arena. And we had a group in there and the kids played so well. I mean, the first round, the first map, you know, they lost by by two points it was so close i thought they were going to push it into overtime these kids being young and inexperienced the second map did not go very well because they were so upset about not winning the first map sure but it's an experience and it shows that these kids can hang so i mean it's it's a lot of fun the dlc drop podcast is sponsored by ice shaker i've been a huge fan of this brand for the past few years ever since i met founder chris gronkowski What I love about this product is the brand story, the functionality, and the customization. iShaker is a Shark Tank company invested in by Mark Cuban and Alex Rodriguez, owned by NFL players Rob Gronkowski and Chris Gronkowski. I love using my iShaker anytime I'm driving to the podcast studio, I'm going skateboarding, or I'm at the gym. No matter what I'm doing, it just does a great job of keeping my drinks hot or cold. The customization for iShaker is something that's super unique. You can get any name, just about any logo engraved onto your iShaker and delivered to you within just three to five business days. Get your own DLC Drop branded iShaker at iShaker.com forward slash DLC Drop. Save 20% on all iShaker products with the discount code DLC Drop. That's really cool. I mean, I'm taking so much from you there. Uh, number one, giving kids the opportunity to compete, right? To be on a team. I remember a stat, don't remember exactly where it came from, but a couple of years ago, there was a stat that kids in junior high and high school esports, 87%, it was their first team experience. Like they hadn't played soccer, basketball, but you know, they hadn't been any other type of a little league. And so um, there's just so many benefits to being on a team learning how to deal with that close loss recover you know play the next yeah. map but also it's cool because you're not just it's, it's not just playtime daycare over here you're creating some beasts that are taking it to the the highest levels in the world here is what it sounds like 
Well, that's 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 the goal, right? So I, I don't want to get caught up in you know, the esports world. Dude, you know it as well as I do. Everybody wants to talk about pathway to pro, and you know, yeah. and all these like it's it's all about pro. It's all about pro. But you and I are on the same page. Is esports really is just a fancy name for competitive gaming, and that can be as entry level as you know you coming over to my house and us kicking around on Madden or something, or structured competitive play at a higher tier. And so we want to be involved with all of that and um, you know give these kids a chance. But yeah, so we have a lot of kids. I would say, I don't know what our, our stat is because we've never run it. Probably a smart thing to look at that data point. It'd be an interesting data point. But we have a lot of kids who have never been on teams before and we want to instill that that you know camaraderie exactly like you were saying. We want to build that grit in them on, on how to win well, how to lose well. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I mean, we've got kids who are super athletes i mean if kids who have had to take some like seasons off because they're competing at the highest level we have one kid who plays for the carolina hurricanes junior team so he takes he he actually unfortunately hasn't been able to play in a while because he unfortunate for us i should say fortunate (laughs) for him he's 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 killing it i mean he's amazing cool so it's a lot of fun that way too yeah yeah, and you t- you talked about the coach-led aspect of it, and I know this is something that you guys really focus on. Why don't you explain a little bit more about what uh, coach-led esports specifically means with XP League? Sure. Yeah, that's great. That's a, that's a perfect question because it's obviously one of our core tenants. When we started XP League, we partnered with the Positive Coaching Alliance. Uh, the Positive Coaching Alliance is a organization that builds certification builds workshops for i mean dude they work with just about every major organization you can think of in the sporting world they work with the little league they work with nba they work with um kids golf they just i mean usa soccer all kinds of things um and we worked with them where we set up a requirement for all of our coaches to go through PCA certification. We've actually embellished on that now and created our own coaching certification program. So we still require, you know, going through PCA and, and learning the, uh, the it's called a double goal certification where you mm-hmm. recognize that the, the goal is, is twofold. One is a kid who can participate and win at sports. The other goal is that you're building life skills and you're right. building a better person. That's, you know, their motto is better athletes, better people. So for us, those pieces are really, really important. But we also wanted our coaches to learn how to better coach esports and how to right. prepare for esports learning and and really how to to learn about the ever-changing metas and how to translate that. So we partnered with a group called Next Level Esports. They're out of the EU, a guy named Donnie Stumple. He's awesome if you've ever spoken to him. He's a really good dude. He was a pro coach in the EU and has worked with a lot of pro coaches in the EU and the UK. And he has a certification program that's pretty well known and liked. And so we partnered with him to kind of pare down what he does take mm-hmm. our infrastructure and the things that we know about working with younger kids and this positive coaching piece and kind of meld them together. And we created uh, the XP League level one certification. Our goal is to eventually create multiple tiers of that. That's cool. Has there been any challenge in finding coaches? The reason I ask is I think in traditional sports, there's probably no shortage every, you know, I mean, my kid got into basketball this year and I'm like, I could coach this team at times, you know, and I, I've never coached a thing in my life. But, you know, parents don't always have the experience with gaming. You're going to have some younger people, maybe even mer- mid to uh, early 30s there, 
Uh, what has that experience been searching for a coach not only can lead kids, but also understands the games that they're playing? Yeah, so uh, first and foremost, we want to make it as easy as possible for coaches to get involved. So we provide like, I mean, that's part of our program is we provide coaching guides for, you know, what the kids are going to work on. So we want to take away, and this is for, you know, obviously the platinum division that we talked about, like the higher tier kids, they have a different need, but for most of the kids, if you are, if you can get that coaching piece and control of room of kids and you like being with kids and like working with kids, then yeah. you're going to be a great coach. We'll give you everything else you need. And so you mentioned the thing about parents, like you're going in to coach your kids basketball. I coach my kids Valorant team and he's way higher ranked than I will ever be. <laughs> but, you know, we've had parents and when we, we actually encourage parents to come in, we have a role for them called a culture keeper, right? So if they're not mm. really strong in the game, but still want to be involved in coaching, we bring them in as culture keepers. And so they help with, you know, we have something called mistake rituals. It's a PCA value where like if a kid makes a mistake, you want to acknowledge that mistake and not hide it. Because if everyone acknowledges it, the kid can brush it off and keep going and you create a ritual mm. around it. So I love the example of like you flush it, right? So if somebody makes a mistake, you just flush it. So mm-hmm. if a kid starts to get on tilt, you can just say to him, hey man, flush it, we're going, let's go, keep on it. And hopefully they acknowledge, all right, I messed up, but we're still in the game and I, I flush that mistake off and I'm going. And so that's a great place for parent volunteers to come in and, and help, you know, work with the kids on those culture keeping values. And we've seen that, you know, is sometimes they start to learn the game and they want right. to coach. So we actually have a mom who started as a culture keeper because she was really intimidated by, you know, coaching, then later yeah. became the coach of one team. Now she coaches four teams wow. um, and is super involved. Yeah. And she's, she's phenomenal, but yeah, no, she was, she was, I, I begged her when she was the culture keeper. I was like, please just coach this. Cause she played overwatch and she had some, you know, semblance of the game. And so she okay. started coaching that dude. Now she coaches Fortnite uh, also. Wow. So it's, it's really great watching, you know, not only the kids develop, but the parents and the relationship it's it, all kids are gaming and right. parents obviously are now at the age group where they're you know my age and as young as your age and you know they're coming up and we were gamers i mean we like i'm i'm probably the oldest of the generation of like first you know first gen gamers because you know i was when i was a kid nintendo uh, you know the original nes came out and i played that and i had a commodore 64 and a commodore 128 mm-hmm. And I played games on all those fun things. And so I can relate, you know, and obviously now that it's a major part of my life, I really get involved in it. So it gives me a good excuse to play more. Yeah. Uh, but getting parents involved, it's it's exciting. The most common thing I hear about XP League when I explain to uh, anyone that's older than 17, it's, man, I wish they had that when I was a kid. Wow. That's yeah. a great response. I do love the way that you're... You're lowering the barriers for the for people who may be intimidated by I don't play the game, but you know I I have a heart for kids. I have experience, you know, leading, guiding kids. And then the other thing, like, what better way to relate with your kids, right? Like, yeah. I get my mom when she watches my son at times. In fact, they're together right now. And one thing that my son loves to do when we're not playing games is pretend, like physically act out video games. So he's like, Nana, let's do, let's play Minecraft. 
and he's like acting out Minecraft and he's like you be you know you be a zombie or you be uh, gassed or whatever you know and she's like I don't know what those things are can you show me the game so they've been playing together so then they they can act out this stuff and so my mom who's you know in her 70s is you know could tell you all about Minecraft nowadays and it sounds like your coach coach parents here are having similar experiences yeah, that's awesome, dude. That's so great. That's that's hilarious. That's so great. Yeah, you know, it, it's 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 just fun. I mean, it, and it builds opportunities to connect with your kids in ways that you just never thought you would. I mean, a big right. part of my relationship with my kids is playing games. I mean, my youngest gets super excited when they get a new game and they want me to play with them. So we'll play. Yeah, you know, uh, what was the most recent game that they're super hype about? Well, I mean, Genshin Impact, they've been playing for a really long time. And I'm not a big, like, story game because that's so much time commitment. (laughs) Yeah. But, you know, all they wanted was, you know, Daddy, come come play Genshin with me. So I set it up and, you know, they sat on my lap and for two and a half hours we played Genshin Impact and, like, trying to build up enough uh, experience points in it so that we could uh, play multiplayer. I haven't gotten there yet because it takes forever. Yeah. Well, I'm a big believer in balance. And so uh, while I, you know, work in this esports and, and gaming world I, with my son, I'm still very mindful of his time playing. But I personally, this is my personal view, I view time playing together very different than time playing separately, right? He's not just like direct screen time, no interaction, rotting his brain, whatever the stereotype yeah. or the, the sure. pessimist would call it, right? But no, like we're playing together, we're interacting. And I think every single parent wants to figure out like, how do I relate to my kid? How, how do I connect with them? And how do we have a great relationship? So I think that's really cool to hear that that's a big part of what XP League is helping yeah. to provide families. Question for you, which games are you playing nowadays? I remember year one, you just had four games and I believe you're up to seven or eight. Yeah, so uh, year one we had... Um, we actually, when so at NAFs, we only had two games. Okay. We were, we were Overwatch and Fortnite. Since then, we've added Valorant. We actually added that right after NAFs 20, uh, 2020, 2021. I'm losing time. I, it's going too fast. I forget Same. what year it is. I think it's <laughs> 2023, like in a couple of weeks. Right. At any rate, so we play uh, Overwatch, Fortnite, Valorant, Apex Legends, Minecraft, and Rocket League. Nice. Is there yeah. one of and, those? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, and we have League of Legends, but it's it's growing very slowly. So we've uh, it's more of a, a scrims and training camp because we don't have enough teams to really build out seasons yet. And in, in League of Legends, it's hard, man, to find the kids. Coaches want kids to play it because they're super hype about it. Yeah, and the kids who are into it are super hype about it. But for the most part, the bulk of kids right now, the focus has been on. Fortnite's huge, and Valorant really, like, just shot off. What do you think it is about Valorant? Do you think it's about what Riot has done with how they've developed the game or the esports side, or do you think that there's some other reason why it's really taken off from the gamer perspective? I, I think it's, I honestly think it's a little bit of each. It's, from an esport perspective, it's really easy to follow. I mean, it takes something that, you know, CSGO has had a really strong esports background and, you know, it's a tactical shooter. Yeah. Valorant's a tactical shooter. And, you know, it it 
added elements to it that makes it fun for younger kids to play and watch and you know cartoonized it and added abilities so it takes like mm -hmm. you know the best parts of overwatch and puts it into a tactical shooter with you know these agents and so i think that's one of the things that really attracted it we see a lot of kids who play fortnite as they get a little bit older moved over to valorant that was a big shift mm. and then a lot of overwatch kids moved to valorant when overwatch i think you know, uh, obviously there's a lot of conversation about this and how long it took Blizzard to release Overwatch 2, but we had a huge fall off while we were waiting for Overwatch 2 to come out. And wow. then all of a sudden now we're getting a lot of requests like, oh, are you guys Overwatch 2? Cool, cool. And so, I mean, even, even my own son who is, you know, hasn't played Overwatch on a team and you know, probably 18 months asked me the other day, hey, next season, can I play Overwatch again? So I said, yeah, of course, but, cool. um, and he's super into Valorant. Yeah. It'll be, both. I mean, with, with everything Overwatch has invested in with Overwatch League, it'll be interesting to see if that audience comes back. Um, I, I was a big believer in Valorant from the moment I just heard about the title, just from the standpoint of, okay, if Riot is doing it and they have the learnings of over 10 years of running global esports leagues, uh, the biggest in the world. It's not a guaranteed mark of success by any stretch of the imagination, but if you're betting on somebody to have success, it's probably the people who have had success before who can say, sure. I'm going to replicate the success, I'm going to do the things different that I wish I had in the past, and then obviously some variation with the different genres of game from League of Legends to Valorant. Yeah. I'm curious with Rocket League, how are you seeing the adoption there? It's uh, it, you know, it, it's interesting. It depends on the market. Like, and I mean, like location-wise, some of our locations have tons of Rocket League teams and really strong players. And then other markets, you know, so my home market, I'm in Raleigh, North Carolina, we don't have any Rocket League teams. Out of all the, you know, the, the close, to, I think, 80 kids that are playing this season, we don't have any Rocket League players. Uh, which is even you know, with it's the just epic. The, the epic ownership over psionics i mean yeah, is there yeah exactly in our backyard but no um it's just it, it we just don't have that many kids there we've had two kids come in and interested and we do trios so we weren't able to uh put them on a team yeah so that's um but you know uh, rocket league has a huge huge esports scene and collegiate scene and it's like you know yeah. it just keeps getting more and more popular and the following is really strong and the kids who are into it are super into it yeah um but you know uh raleigh you know where i am uh it's been it's been a big valorant and fortnite fortnite's massive yeah i think yeah. when i when i was at uh when i was in raleigh i remember pulling up the hotel and some maybe this is your car i don't know but some car had a license plate it said zero ping <laughs> on their license plate and so for listeners well, who don't know there are pro Fortnite players who move to Raleigh just because they're closer Actually, to the servers. Virginia, Virginia. The servers are in Virginia. Are they in Virginia? Okay. Yeah, yeah, they are. So, but that's true. So, which is weird because you'd think, uh, you know, Epic's headquartered in Cary, North Carolina, which is like a suburb of Raleigh. You would think that we would have zero ping. We don't. Uh, you have to go to Virginia for it. But oh my um, goodness. But that's super common. I mean, there that is really common for Fortnite pros to move to Virginia. Yeah, I actually had a neighbor. Michael Hogman, who, I mean, he lived in my apartment complex at the time, and him and his girlfriend, you know, I don't know if they moved to Raleigh or Virginia. I don't know if they bought the wrong property. Hopefully they moved to Virginia, <laughs> but I knew they went to the they East Coast for the purpose yeah. of being close to the servers. Yeah. 
Yeah. Super funny. I mean, that's like people move to Texas, uh, Dallas, because they're central and close to all the servers. You know, for if right. you're playing competitive Valorant or, or Overwatch or something like that, you you have a better swath of servers to play from. I thought they just wanted to hang out with me. So that's true. I mean, um, that's that's obviously true as it's well. A, it's a it's a minor the, benefit. This is the second to, reason. Yeah, the secondary. Second secondary benefit. Speaking of location, cities around the world, why don't you tell us how many franchises do you have now? And, you know, roughly, you don't have to list all of them out, but where are these located around the country? Yeah, so um, we have 51 locations signed wow. and, and ready to either open or, or in the process of. Um, I believe we have 32 open right now and we're scattered all over. Um, we have four in Canada. Um, we've got a few in Florida, up and down the East Coast. We have one coming in, in New York. It'll be our first one in, in Long Island. We've got some new interesting places like Albuquerque, New Mexico, Omaha, nice. Nebraska. You know, we've got Preston Hollow in your neck of the woods. We have a bunch in California on you know a few surrounding the LA area. We've got some we've got one in Cupertino. Um where else? We've got Utah, a couple of spots around Salt Lake area, Draper, the uh silicone slope as it's called. Oh yeah. Um, Very familiar with the silicone slopes. Yeah. yeah. So we're 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 all over man and uh and growing right so i mean there's areas where we want to be you know like we don't have one in chicago i'd love to have one in chicago i think there's a ton of demand there we don't have one in uh in st louis and i would love to have one in st louis because it's such a good esports community there or you yep. know someplace random like boise uh, where you know you have like a huge collegiate scene so anyway well it's a cool example of just how universal esports is that no matter where you go across the country the differences in the demographics and the culture that the kids want to play games competitively there question is there something that you as the ceo of xp league are looking for from franchisees or areas like if i'm a potential franchisee i'm listening to this episode i'm like man i want to get one of these teams what are things that you're looking for or give a little guidance for a franchise potential franchisee to um to join up with yeah you. for sure so what we look for in our franchisees and, and the truth is so in a lot of franchises they refer to the the sales process as franchise development we think of it as franchise recruiting uh, because we're looking for the right fit just so much so as you're looking for the right business to get into right and i think the right franchisee is somebody that has uh you know some business acumen or at least an understanding on you know how to develop a business or you know either prior experience or at least the uh, aptitude to get into it doesn't have to be a huge esports. Like, you know, you don't have to be into esports. You don't have to be a gamer, but being passionate about where that space is going and being excited about it is really mm -hmm. important. And being open to understanding and learning, I think, is, you know, uh, is critical. We've had owners who have come on that knew nothing about esports, but really like believed in it because they had a kid who was really into competitive gaming and yeah. all of a sudden now they're super fans that can tell you more about rocket league than you know than i can right so it's it's fun to see those developments but and then of course being passionate about working with kids and making an impact on on the lives of the kids that we work with because at the end of the day that's the most important thing because you know like 
you know, some days are tougher than others. Uh, it's a small business and it has like any entrepreneur and any small business, dude, you're going to have days where you're like, I am the king of the world. And you have other days where you wake up and go like, why am I doing this? Yeah. Um, and so, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I have those mornings sometimes. And so having that, you know, the, the stories that even in the you know short time that we've in the two and a half years that we've existed, the impact that I know XP League has made on the kids' lives who participate in it and the yeah. stories that I know are Super just cool. so amazing and just so like rewarding that you know, magnifying that on a bigger scale is is, uh, is is pretty special. And I think you know being interested in being a part of something like that is really part of the core values of of who you know an XP League owner is. That's awesome. You know people in our small circles in the esports space are familiar with the benefits that youth have to you know playing competitively and being part of a team but some people listening to this may not be as aware of what those benefits are can you help our listeners understand what are those benefits or if there's a story that you'd like to share that's something that's been particularly impactful we'd love to hear that Sure. Um, well, I do a little of both. So the first answer, you know, the first part of the question was, you know, the, the values and things that kids learn. Well, there's there's the base from as basic as like self-confidence and um, learning how to communicate with your peers in a positive and healthy way. I mean, I, I, I can get kind of soapboxy here and talk about how the esports world and competitive gaming and just gaming in general, it can be a pretty awful place in a pretty toxic area pretty toxic um, online especially right yeah, yeah. exactly yeah and, and online multiplayer games is a really really gnarly place if you you know to, and it could be a, the most amazingly wonderful positive supporting place in one lobby and your next lobby it could be the most toxic disgusting like cesspool of people you've ever you know encountered yeah and so um you know one of the core values of XP League is to break down that anonymity that comes with um, online gaming and teaching the kids that, you know, the kids on your team that you're sitting next to because you're in person and that you're working with and your coach, the other end of this monitor, the other side of the, like, you know, that other side of that fiber optic cable and, you know, 10 states over is a kid just like you on a team, just like you. Mm-hmm. And so anything that comes across when you're writing something in the chat and doing things that are negative or like, you know, teabagging or something stupid like that, just bad right. mannering, it, it, you don't like it when people do it to you and it, it affects you emotionally and it does to them too. So I like to believe, and this is me being Pollyanna, we're changing the 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 scape of esports you know as we grow i mean every every time we have a kid come through well hopefully when he plays with his friends it improves the ecosystem and then you know when we have you know ten thousand kids playing and then in five years as xp league gets older and grows that we've made a positive impact in that community as a whole right so anyway that's you know that's one of the side things is like this whole building character not avatar piece of xp league but they build resilience and grit because they're going to lose and they have to learn how to deal with it they have to learn how to understand that sometimes the 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 group is more important than the individual and how to uh, be a supportive member because you may come in and you're like you know on an overwatch team you're like i'm a dps or you're like i'm a duelist right but really you know i need you to be a controller and so we got to work with you to do that because that's what your team needs right now 
So working with those things for some kids, it's building leadership skills. It's kids who are timid, but have the best in-game knowledge and game sense. And you want them to be that IGL, that in-game leader and yeah. building up that confidence and that, 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 you know, the, the ability to, to command a group of other kids where normally they're, you know, pretty, pretty shy and timid. And in terms of like personal stories, man, I've seen kids who, I, I, I've seen amazing things and I've seen kids who are super, super shy and timid develop into like just, you know, I, I saw a young lady who came in, you know, it was actually our first season ever and she was on a team and she played Overwatch and knew more about the game than any of her teammates. But because she was, you know, first of all, because she's a girl, girls are generally in the esports world and unfortunately so tend to be a little more timid because the you know historically it's been tough for them because right. you know boys can be you know obnoxious to you know no better way to put it yeah exactly so but in this environment where then all of a sudden they start to feel comfortable and you know we'd see that man dude shoot this girl really like you know may really knows what's going on mm-hmm. um yeah, I met with her and I was like, hey, why don't you be the team captain? And she's like, okay. And in a couple of seasons, she went from being timid to being an unbelievable in-game leader and wow. watching game footage for you know the other teams and doing all that stuff. I got a uh, I got a, a letter from her mom thanking us for you know everything that we do at XP League and telling me that she would she was uh never expected to be writing a thank you letter about on a video game team uh where her daughter was taking the time to watch other people playing video games and take notes and it was all grammatically correct whoa yeah so i thought that was pretty funny and she's like and then you know not to keep going on tangents of stories but uh, you know we, we actually there's some kids whose lives we've impacted in ways that had we not been there, their lives would be different. We have kids yeah. you know, who have spinal muscular atrophy and are wheelchair bound. We have a young guy who, um, and now we have several uh, that are immunocompromised and, yeah. you know, have, there's a young guy, he's actually in Dallas, super great kid, Harrison, uh, plays on my son's team. He's actually, he and my son have become very, very good friends who's severely immunocompromised because he had leukemia he's you know gotten better from that but then he has a lot of complications that came from some some transplants that he's had um and you know without xp league he would have no real connection to other kids his age and the outside world and so throughout all of his treatment throughout i mean man this kid is it goes through shit that you would not like wish on your worst enemy yeah and you know he he is he's tough as nails man he is tough as hell and he uh he played in our north american finals this past year from home uh and he was on a on a valorant team that came in second place wow his dad called me after like one of the games and he's like can we take a break because like harrison needs to do a breathing treatment mm-hmm. um and i was like yeah dude you just tell me when you're ready to get back in and we'll get back in we'll hold it i don't care when they won the uh the semifinals to like put them into the finals i actually my son's on the team okay yeah my son is on the team i broke down in tears because harrison clutched wow like it wasn't about my son's game it was the fact that like this kid harrison is sitting at home on oxygen his dad sent me a picture of him um and you know playing 
on this this stage that's just so massive and then pulls through for his team and it was just like uh it was great it was unbelievable so those are the those are some of the stories on things that like what i believe esports and structured organization around it um can do for kids yeah that's incredible i, re- I remember when i first heard that 87 percent you know team stat um what went through my mind was that community, you know, kids, uh, childhood's rough. You can be bullied, you can be isolated. I was thinking, you know, just like having a connection with another person who's like-minded could save a child's life, right? And I love these examples, these real world examples you're giving of, you know, one child very timid and these skills or these opportunities translating through confidence, right? That like, now she's a different person at her school probably than yeah. before her experience with XP League and then the kids who are more limited physically, just giving them opportunities to live life in ways that kids without those limitations have had historically through traditional sports and, and just bringing together these all these benefits around the thing that is most relevant in their life, which is playing video games. That just happens to be the truth. So you want to fight that? Good luck. But yeah my advice would be just understand that's the truth every kid's a gamer and then with people like jay here groups like xp league you know find out rather than keeping my kid from doing this how can we do this in the most beneficial helpful way that's going to help them grow not only in the thing that they enjoy but develop as people to be positive members of society for sure. You mentioned earlier, like screen time, everybody's so focused and hyped out on screen time. And people will ask me, you know, we get the same questions from parents all the time. And one of them is always like, yeah, but it's more screen time. And so my response to that is, well, it's not really more screen time. It's structured screen time, right? Mm-hmm. The, the screen time is just, it, it, it's it's the medium, right? It's it's uh, the soccer ball and, and the net or the bat and the ball or whatever sport analogy you want to make. Um, it's that structured experience and it's the the it's what they're doing on the screen that's right. more important than you know they're not just like mindlessly sitting there you know clicking and zoning out um and if they're not, and kids are gonna have a, you know there's if they're not doing this they're scrolling through tiktok so i can i can promise you this <laughs> a lot more beneficial than uh yeah. than scrolling through tiktok well i heard somebody say one time not all screen time is created equal and that really yeah you know, open my mind. And, you know, when you're watching, I think the back in the day during my childhood, you know, t- the the criticism of TV versus books, right, is like the TV is just giving you all, all the information. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to imagine anything because it's right there in front of you where, you know, you're reading a book, you're, you know, you're reading, you've got a whole story that's being visualized in your head, etc. But the act of competitive gaming is extremely communicative right there's a ton of talking back and forth being able to talk in a way that your teammates can understand you and you direct them or you follow them depending on your role there's also a ton of strategy and the response times with not just physically but the decisions that you're making in your mind are all things that are extremely active working your mind rather than just zoning out and yeah, having some electrical device fill your head with things that you're in no part doing. So extremely yeah, different sure. and important to understand. For sure, for sure. Yeah, no, dude. When you're when you're I mean, you take a game like like Valorant, which is a tactical shooter, 
<laughs> there's no time to zone out. I mean, you're, you're, you zone out, you're done. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, uh, the meta is always changing. So there's always learning, but it's funny that you said that about like the, the, like our generation and the older generation where there's like, you know, Hey, don't sit in front of the TV. You're going to rot your brain. Well, it's, it's interesting how, you know, in, in the last, uh, 40 years, uh, there's no innovation happening right now, nothing new being developed or, you know, everybody's just, just totally, we're all, we're all just rotten. Our brains are fried because we watched too much TV back then. That's right. Nothing at all. <laughs> nothing at all. Um, you, know, you know, it's like, it's like books, right? When's the last time you read a book? Uh, I, w- I wish it was more recently uh, than it actually has I, been. But yeah, if it wasn't, I mean, Audible. That's all, like all I do is listen. I listen to podcasts and books. That's right. I don't actually pick up physical books and read pages. And maybe if time. I was at like vacation or something, I do it. Yeah. So I still get the information. I just hear it at one point seven five x, and my, you know, my wife yells at me and says that's insane. That sounds crazy. Don't listen to it that fast. But then you put your headphones like in. It. Exactly. Can't hear the complaining. Uh, yeah, if I could uh, read at 2x, uh, that might yeah. help some of my problems, but still working on that. Um, I do want to highlight some of your partners because, you know, I come from the partner world and so I'm mindful of the, the value of partners both ways. So, um, first of all, why don't you share with us who are some of your partners and then I'd love to hear what are the opportunity you know for potential partners to get involved with XP League as well cool um, well so one of our major partners obviously is our parent company which is unleashed brands they're a uh, youth enrichment uh, franchise platform they own a lot of great uh, youth franchises um, from the little gym all the way up to call uh, class 101 which is a collegiate uh, uh, preparatory program Um we're partnered with uh, some pro teams now. We've got a relationship that we just started with Parabellum. We've got a partnership with Dark Zero. Um, we just executed a partnership with Ghost Gaming, and more information will come out about that when we put out our press release. So that's yes. early, early. And we're looking to do more with pro teams. Um, I've I've been actively meeting with a lot of the a lot of the tier one and tier two pro teams to see how we can interact and build things out. Um, we're partnered with CDW. We work with MSI. Um, we, you know, we're, uh, who are some other folks that we've worked with? Uh, I mean, universities, Full Sail University is a huge partner of ours. Um, mm-hmm. We'll be doing our North American finals there again in, uh, in 2023. So that'll be really exciting. But there's tons of opportunity for additional partnerships. I mean, we're always looking for, I always kid about it, but I'm, I'm serious. I mean, we're always looking for like, you know, the official, the official drink of XP League, or the official, um, you know, we've 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 met with um, we had um, Gamer Advantage sponsored our North American Finals last year, which was awesome. Oh, Raven yeah. is our uh, is our gear sponsor. They uh, they make awesome jerseys and, and do stuff like that for us. But you know, we're always always looking for great partners that make sense. I mean, obviously, they need to be aligned with our vision of. of doing great things in the esports space, being authentic, and then also you know, being a good kids brand and something that kids can interact with. So, you know, obviously we're not going to pull in Red Bull or, um, you know, some kind of vape shop or FTX. <laughs> yes, um, uh, but, FTX and vape shops are not on the shopping list yeah, for XP League partners. Radar. Important yeah. important note for our listeners. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know. Well, I mean, you know, FTX is a big brand now. Everybody's super excited about it. Yeah. 
Um, I actually, <laughs> offline, I will discuss, I might have the drink category partner for you. So Sweet. I will share that with Let's you. Um, another group that I think is awesome, and you don't, you know, uh, is Cope. You know, so I, I wanted yeah, to. Yeah, we're partnering with Cope. Sorry, I, I don't know why I didn't say that. We're partnering with Cope. We do tons of stuff with Cope. Um, we're like, you know, Chris Bukowski and, and Shay um, are really good friends of mine. First yeah. off, second of we do a, a, a ton with them. Um, you know, DreamHack Dallas, uh, we, you know, we staffed the booth with them and DreamHack Atlanta, we partnered and staffed the booth. Um, so we try to do as much with them as, as possible because it just, it, it makes sense. Um, something really exciting that came out of it is we did our, uh, the first ever youth pro-am event um, in Fortnite. We did that nice. um, last May where we took trios uh two xp league kids and one Fortnite pro uh and did a, a series of battle royales e oh, produced sick. it so it was dude it was awesome it was insane it was so great the kids had such a good time the pros were so like great about it and they had i mean we had some big time pros on there like pink was on there um we had uh, rich homie Kwan. we had i don't know a bunch of other ones but it was yeah it was super cool that's awesome. That's one of my favorite tactics as far as like an aspirational experience is like oh, playing yeah. with a pro. Like you don't want to be against a sure. pro, but like you want to like try to block LeBron's dunk or you want LeBron to pass it to you to hit the three, you know? Yeah, and exactly. What an incredible experience. I will say, so for parents, just the last thing on COPE really quick, stands for Coalition of Parents in Esports. And so if you are looking to further understand what uh, esports means for your child, obviously connect with Jay here, but also, you know, look into COPE and getting involved there because they do some great things and really help uh, parents make sense of esports and the value that comes from competitive gaming. Yeah, they're a great organization. Before I forget, we're also partnered with the Leukemia Lymphoma Society's Tilt Cancer. We, cool. uh, you know, we opened up a program where we have kids similar to the story I told you before about Harrison, um, who are immunocompromised and want to play. And so we find teams for them to play on. And so, you know, we're, we're trying to build out a program that's robust enough that we can offer this to their entire network of kids in the U.S. that has way too many kids involved. Right. Well, and another thing, too, you talked about Raven really quick as one of your partners, is one of the things that I was most blown away by when I first heard of XP League was the branding. And because there's all sorts of ideas that, you know, I hear that people tell me about and I try to be a good person, talk to everybody, you know, have the conversation. I remember when I saw what you guys did, I was like, dang, this is dope. Like, I want a jersey, you know, like, and so I think that is touching that a little bit about, you know, leaning into Raven and just like the branding aspect of having something that kids are like stoked to wear to school yeah, in yeah. addition to be part of the team. For sure, dude. I mean, that's like that. That's the whole thing. It's like kids are not stupid, right? Right. And we want to approach this from and you know the super authentic standpoint of being like, you know, this is not, this isn't a plastic like, um, uh, like Tonka truck version of esports. Like this is this is esports. I mean, we yeah. approach it from like you know we, we want to do it the way that. Uh, collegiate teams do. We want our events to feel like like pro. I mean, our North American finals was bonkers amazing. I mean, it was like this most recent one. I mean, the one that you were at was 
phenomenal and sick and like i thought man that's amazing like we'll yeah. never top this and then this year uh what we did at full sale was like just mind-blowing and so yeah we were up for uh we were finalists for a tempest award for the event and nice. it, it dude it was it was sick but that that's the whole thing so like our gear our branding everything we want it to be hype we want it to be legit we want the kids to wear the jerseys to school and be yeah. and be like you know and just be excited about like you know hey man check it out yeah it's my team you know we've got got these great logos and we got these cool gear track suits and you know sick hoodies and we're actually working on a few things that i think are going to elevate it once again like some new you know a, a new a new drop of uh of hoodies and nice. uh for north american finals we did a, a limited edition hoodie that came out and it was really fire but um dude that's yeah that's like a big part of it is is making it exciting for the kids because they uh they they can smell they can smell bs a mile away and they don't they don't want any part of it um so being authentic to it is is it's it's real i mean dude it's it's sick right yeah um the uh the other funny thing about that is we were actually talking about some things to engage kids with today uh and in one of our our you know, HQ meetings, we have like a, a, a team meeting where we talk about strategy and things like that. And I brought up this idea of, oh, they can earn merch points and stuff. And, you know, uh, one of my, one of my coworkers, uh, the director of education goes, dude, you can't put the prizing on that. Like the kids are going to, they're going to like, dude, don't, they're, they'll, they're not buying that shit. You like, you want to do <laughs> loot box strategy. Thing. You got to, yeah. Like you got, you got to like give them something, just something real. They, they, the points towards merch, their parents will buy them the jerseys. Their parents will buy them the hoodies. Don't like, yeah. we got to think of something more, you know, better products because they'll smell that from a while away. And I was like, yeah, dude, you're right. Well, that's just part of putting together a great team, right? It's like yeah. everybody's got their role and I know you have some fantastic people on your team who, you know, you're, at, you know, the CEO role, obviously your wife, Eva, you know, helping lots as well. We've got Jay Harrison over yeah. there. But I think, you know, it's commendable that you've built a team where you can give ideas like that and they can be shot down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and that's oh, okay. Dude, that's, and you have the person they, they, who they knows and... Yeah, that's it's a tr- it's a great dynamic that you've got over there at the at the HQ. Yeah, yeah, no, it's great. It's I mean, listen, if you're gonna start a business, you want to do it with people that you enjoy working with and people that will challenge you. Um, if everybody in the organization came in and you know, every time I said, "Hey, here's a great idea," and they're like, "Yes, great idea, great idea, let's do that," yeah. uh, it would be. <laughs> <laughs> it would not be the right organization and things would go haywire. I mean, I need people to call me on my nonsense or, you know, if I go like off on a tangent, that's just way too, you know, out there, just foolish or whatever. I need somebody to, to reality check and be like, dude, what are you talking about? You can't execute that. That's not, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and, and at the same time, I need to have that team in place that when I come up with a crazy idea and I, I really believe it and I say, no, dude, this is, this is what we're going to do. I'm crazy enough to think about it. You guys need to help me figure out how we're going to execute it. Yeah. And these are the guys that can do it. And so, you know, Eva, you mentioned is our chief brand officer. Yeah, everything that we look and feel like is because she makes it that way. And she mm-hmm. is just so good at design i mean she's obsessive with design and like you know so all of our gear and our logos and you know our mascots and all that stuff i mean that's that all has her her you know hand her signature on it 
um but it, it all like comes together and just just melds really well and they're all passionate so that's really important too that's awesome well why don't you tell us um, as we're nearing the end of this uh episode what can we look forward to that you're able to share i'm sure there's things that are under nda but anything you can tease or share uh this is coming out in about four weeks i would say so uh what do we have to look forward to with xp league sweet well uh in four weeks um so we'll have announced uh our partnership with ghost um so that's gonna be really cool we're gonna have some xpl ghost things happening um our parabellum academy um we're just gonna start kicking off we're doing some really great things there we've got a couple other protein partnerships that'll be coming live um my my vision for that in the long run and hopefully this will be in place before before north american finals is that our platinum division will be adopted teams of sorts uh from pro teams so they won't wear the they they won't go by the team name and jersey that they're used to wearing so like you know we've got the triangle minotaur they Mm -hmm. won't be the triangle minotaur they'll be xpl parabellum um you know or xpl dark zero or whatever um yeah exactly i mean that's did seeing a dark zero jersey with an xp league logo on it or seeing like a parabellum jersey with a logo xp league logo on it is just it's it's sick i love it so getting those partnerships and getting them to buy into it was was phenomenal because it's it's just it's such a cool it's just a cool integration we've got boot camps that we're putting together that'll be coming out nice um tons of growth plan for new locations new um pop-ups um DreamHack Dallas, we're going to have an activation there. So we're working on some cool, fun stuff for that. Yeah, man, there's just, there's all kinds of stuff that's going to be, uh, it's going to be down the, the pipe and, and, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll see it and we're, we're going to be everywhere. I mean, my, my goal is to, uh, my long-term vision for XP league, if you ask me like, where, where do you want this thing to be? Mm-hmm. I want to build this program into a recognition like an Eagle Scout. I was never an Eagle Scout. I was never a Boy Scout, but I know what it means. Yeah. And if somebody tells me, oh, they were an Eagle Scout, I'd be like, oh man, dude, that guy has, you know, had to do all these things and he's organized and he's resourceful. And, you know, I want XP League players to have that same, um, that, that same recognition and that same, um, you know, reliability, I, I suppose, where you know what they've been through to, to be an XP League player. And then yeah. the same thing on coaches and the same thing on parents and, and all that. So uh, if you're applying for college and the recruiter sees you play for XP League, I want that to mean something. If you're applying for a job as a director of esports and mm-hmm. you worked at, you know, and you ran an XP League, I want that to mean something. You know, same thing like you if going pro and you know, or working at a production studio or anywhere in the esports world. I want everyone to you know, have a certain understanding of man, XP League, they have some really great values they instill in these kids and they're turning out really wonderful people um, and they're producing really great people. Yeah, I think it's awesome not just hosting kids or letting them play on your PCs, but having a meaningful, meaningful impact that's long lasting in their lives. And I've seen you guys do it, it's really exciting. Uh, where can people follow you or connect with you or your team in the ways that you'd like them to? Yeah, so um, xpleague.com obviously is our website, but we're you know, at xpleague on uh, Twitter, uh, twitch.tv slash xpleague. We, uh, you know, we've got 
matches uh streaming live all the time you know weekly so you can check that out um well, you know instagram is just xp league most of our socials are just xp league uh, cool and then you know if you if you're if you're bored and want to watch something else you can watch my personal uh twitch which is ceo grind i'm actually trying to uh put my money where my mouth is oh here we take, go yeah this, this is this is my self promo okay i'm taking a second for self promo because it's funny please do uh i'm i you know i had an argument with somebody about whether or not you could take someone who has very little skill and turn them into a gamer and so i said dude the right coach and the right kind of practice can take anyone into anything can do anything and they're like all right well you know i'm gonna prove it so i start this thing called ceo grind and i meet with coaches and i'm playing valorant and i'm trying to level myself up from you know beginner get valorant player to see you know, over time how how well can i you know develop and can i can i you know the, the joke is from from bronze to uh, immortal dude if i get I like to like it. if i get to gold i'll, I'll be doing backflips but <laughs> um you know, I've hired I've hired a coach and working with coaches and streaming my practices and anything like that. It's you know you have to be up early in the morning to watch it a lot of times. But um, anyway, just, just early bird gets the there. worm. Yeah, um, exactly. I think if I would take one thing away from this entire episode, it would be follow your personal Twitch account. Yeah, exactly. I have that right. Exactly. Fantastic. Yeah, that's it. That's it. At CEO Grind. Now we know. If you know, you know. Um, Jay, it has been so awesome to host you. You know, I've had a unique perspective into XP League for a couple of years now, and it's been so cool to see how you've built the team, how you've built the league, how you're finding success, and like I said earlier, the meaningful impact that you're having on both uh, youth and adults um, that, you know, benefits many people throughout their lives. So thank you so much for joining me today on the DLC Drop podcast. Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the DLC Drop Podcast. This podcast is part of the Esports Futuri Podcast Network and produced by Innovation Media Enterprises. Make sure you subscribe on your favorite podcast channel and leave us a review.